You are listening to Melbourne Lights Church Weekly Podcast. I want to invite Louise Shepston. I'm going to swap because I need to be on this side. I don't know why. It's my OCD. Cool. I'm going to invite Louise. Can we put our hands together and give Louise a very big welcome this morning? I know. I, I don't know what it is. It's just that we had to sit on this side. So um, I really wanted him to move. I'm like, that's so good. <laughs> it, feel, it feels normal now. Um, this morning, we want to continue our series, The Church That Jesus Is Building. We're in this series. We're talking about um, what does the church that Jesus is building look like? And Mark 11, verse 17 says this. Um, it says, uh, is it not written, my house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations, but you have made it a den of robbers. What a powerful scripture. We're talking about what, what does the church that Jesus is building look like? What, what should we be pursuing and going after and doing as the church that Jesus is building? And um, t- together this morning, uh, Louise and I want to unpack what it means to be a house of prayer. To be a people of prayer. Literally, my house, temple, the place where I dwell. The, the, that, that word could be oikos. You know, we've, you've had the oikos map of like our, of our sphere of influence, the people around us, um, shall be called for all nations, all ethnic groups, all races, the house or the place of prayer. What a big calling as a people who are following Jesus, to be a praying people. Um, Louise, I, I, I love that we're up here together. I love doing this and unpacking this truth and going deeper with you. Um, I wanted to talk about, about this and, and unpack it with you today because I know that, that you live in this. Um, it's not just, yeah, I was going to say that you carry this, but it's not just like a backpack that you carry. It's part of who you are. Uh, you are a praying person, but there's, a, there's something of this that you live in. So um, can, I, can I start with this question of you, and we're going to kind of go back and forth a little bit and see where we go in the time that we have. Um, and who God's calling us to be as a church, the church that he's building, what does it look like to be a house of prayer for all nations? Okay, let's okay. go, let's, <laughs> let's go. go, let's go, let's go. Before I start, I just want to say this, um, in, my, in myself, in my nature, I'm a prophetic person, so I just want to set you guys up even right now in an expectation to respond as you hear the voice of God. Very good. Um, because today I have an expectation in this that we're going to be changed because I know that the Holy Spirit is actually doing something in us so he can do something through us. So if there is something that strikes your heart because you have, I'm just even want to pray over you. I thank you, God, for the people of God that they have, they have eyes to see and ears to hear and hearts to respond. I thank you they have because you've given it to them. And I thank you today, Lord, I have an expectation of a great exchange, a great calling up into a higher identity. That's what you're about to do today in us. And we, we thank you for it in Jesus' name. So I want to say to you guys, um, say, not because it's anything, I don't, I don't mind whether you're quiet or not. It makes no difference to me. But say yes or move or do something if you hear Very good. that God's speaking to your heart. Because I want, it's really good that we respond when we hear anyway. That's just my blurb. <clears throat> right. Very good. 
So the question is, how do we, how do we become this big called people? How do we do that? Well, um, the Lord spoke to me out of um, Matthew 16, verses 16 to 19. And it's this place of revelation. So I'm going to read the scripture, but it's an, a place of revelation where we see. So it says, Simon Peter replied to Jesus. The question was, who, who, Jesus had said to him, who, who am I? Who do you say I am? And Simon Peter replies, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said, you're blessed because God has revealed that to you. And then he says, and I tell you, you are Peter. And on this rock, on this revelation of who you know that I am, I will build my church. Right, and we're saying, the question is, um, who, what is the church that Jesus is building? And this particular word, we'll go into it in a minute, is ecclesia. And it's really important that we're going to get that. And it says this, on this revelation of who Jesus is, of this resurrected one we sang about this morning. I just love the setup. Thanks, guys. I mean, that's not a setup, but it's actually real worship of him. But we... <clears throat> We encountered a living God today. We encountered a resurrection Jesus today. We saw a glorious Jesus today. And so it's out of there, he's going to build, and that's the question, what are you going to build? Well, he's going to build an ecclesia, a people. And it says, and I will give you the um, the keys to the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Sorry, Matt, can you hold this? I can. I'm just getting to be myself, so I just settle in and be myself. I have brought a key. That's a nice key. It's a nice key. It's a nice big key. All right. And so out of the revelation of who... Jesus is the one we encountered today. I just want to say this of him, okay. Psalm 8, you can look at it later. says, um, I'm, I'm praising you, Lord, because you are excellent in all the earth. He's not just excellent in all the earth. He is the most excellent in anything in all creation, in all of heaven and all of earth. And so the word excellent means he is so wide, so vast, so deep, so huge, so unfathomable, so unlimited, so everlasting, so almighty, all-knowing, all-powerful, all-seeing, all-rescuing. It says he, he saves us to the uttermost. He is able. He is the most mighty. It says this, that he is powerful, famous, gallant, glorious, godly, goodly, lordly, mighty, noble, and worthy. All right, so it says, on this revelation, on this revelation, I will build my ecclesia. And hell created, created opposition. The demonic is created opposition, created. We have a creator and it's just created. Hell will not prevail. Evil will not prevail. Jesus has already prevailed. And then he says the most outstanding, shocking, like mind-blowing thing. He says, okay, out of that place of that revelation, I hold the key. Jesus says, In fact, he grabbed back the key off the enemy, key of death, key of everything, spiritually speaking. He says, I hold it. And he says, but now, mind-blowing, I'm going to give you the key. You. 
You. You. you. Not, not leaders. Yeah. Not hyper-spiritual people. Not just, you know, I don't know who you think of as hyper-spiritual, but not just Bill Johnson or Heidi Baker or whoever. I don't know who you yeah. think of as being up there, who your person is. He says, I'm giving you the kingdom. And so I just want to explain what is Ecclesia? What is this church? So I'm just going to look into that term and then we'll move on to the next part. So last week, um, Matt was preaching, preaching and he gave some terms about the, what the church is like. This is one of those words. It was a word that was used uh, in the everyday that people yeah. understood, Ecclesia. And it was um, from Ro- Roman times. It wasn't just a churchy word. It was a Roman Empire word, and Jesus used it because it meant something to the people, okay? And it meant that they, Ecclesia, were a gathered or assembled people that were deputized by the emperor to establish culture and the laws of the Roman Empire. And when they gathered, really important, when they assembled, they were to make decisions and rulings about city affairs or national affairs. God says, on the revelation of who I am, I will build my ecclesia and I will give you the authority to open or lock the heavens and things on earth. Because what you will open or or lock up in a heavenly realm supersedes what happens in the natural and it will come. So it says this, that you will have... You, you and I, we have authority over decisions in heaven and earth. Blows your brain. We're talking about praying. Very good. Keep going. It's great. It's powerful. I just throw them up. You just smack them out. (laughs) I think it's this idea that our prayers release the power to both change heaven and earth. So often when we come at that, it, we might have heard that concept, but we come at it through a very individual idea. We, you know, we in our Western culture think individualistically. Yes. Um, but in Bible times, they thought in the terms of community, um, which is what you're talking about, ecclesia, a, a gathered people. And so there is, it always starts as, with a personal response, but something of the power of this of being a house of prayer is not just a person who prays, but a people together who pray and who release and who bind up. Yeah, for sure. Because the scripture we're talking about is um, God says, it's my house, my house, my house, my people will be an indwelt, Holy Spirit indwelt house of prayer for all nations. So if we have a revelation of the bigness of God, we go from having me and my little life, my little prayers, praying little things. It's not bad to pray for, Jesus loves everything about your life. He loves your mundane, he loves your highs, he loves your lows, he loves it all. So I'm not saying it's inconsequential. But we're talking about our identity shifts to take up more of what God's for us. And that's the call today. That's the invitation today is God is inviting us to more. It's like if we have a revelation of who God says we are, not who we just think we are, we will rise up into the, the more of what God has for us. So it's what he's talking about, he's talking about big things. And when, Jesus, when the disciples said to, the, um, to Jesus, how do we pray? He said this, he said, first of all, say our father, not just my father. He said, our father, 
Who's in heaven? Oh, holy is your name. Whoa, revelation. Holy is your name. And then he says this. Your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So this revelation of praying and big praying that's got to do with nations and peoples and every tribe and every ethnicity and every language has to do with the bigness of God's heart and he wants to include all people in all of his kingdom. So for me, when I think of kingdom, I, you can hear the accent, I'm, you know, ex-pom, pommy pom. I think medieval England and I think of the times when, you know, there was like, how many flipping Henrys are there? There's a lot of Henrys, right? There's the Henry first, blah, 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 blah. And I think they went up to eight after that. He was a really bad king. I don't think they had any more Henrys after that. I don't think so. I think it was the last one. Anyway, so so I think of a, a, a king and then he has subjects and territories that he rules over. And then whatever the king said in those days, they didn't have other law. The, the king was the law. Wow. The king was the law. If he said off with your head, then you got your head chopped off. That he was the law, right? Jesus is not like that, fortunately. He's a different kind of king. But this is, I wanted us to kind of think kingdom. He says, your kingdom come. Your kingdom come, the rule, your rule and reign come. So um, when Jesus, in fact, Jesus only speaks of Ecclesia twice. A lot of the, the other times, six or seven other times, it's Paul in the Bible who's talking about Ecclesia. But Jesus teaches about Ecclesia, and both times he is referencing um, loosing and binding. Very good. And uh, I was having a really interesting chat with my son, Josh, Josh the other day. Sorry, Josh. Oh, hello, Josh. I'm embarrassing you, Josh. Hello, Josh. Hi. <laughs> and um, we've been doing history, and I said to him, so your take on history in terms of how people take over territories, and I was just like really amazed at what he said. He said, it seems to me in all the history we've learned so far that kings either take over by taking captives and decimating an area or the good kings who come in, they come in and they change the law. I want to suggest to us that Jesus came in and we know he changed one covenant into a new covenant, one old law into a new law. This is kingdom. And he says, I'm giving you the authority and the key everywhere you go to do what I do. Not just what I did, what I am doing. You get to do it now. So our prayers release the power to change both heaven and earth. It's amazing. In a nutshell. We can go home now. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it. Done that, and dusted. That's the concept we want to unpack, that idea that together, it ties in with the last couple of weeks. And if you weren't here, you can listen to the podcast. We talked uh, in the series about being a prophetic people, about being an apostolic people, a people who hear what's on the heart of God and declare it, a people who go, in, uh, go into new regions and new territories to see them uh, impacted for the kingdom. This, this is the where the rubber meets the road, the, like the, the point of the spear of that. Because before we go, new territories open because we pray. Yes. Um, before we, you know, whether, it's, whether it's neighborhoods or nations, you know, whether it's in Dananong or it's on the street that you live in, your neighbors, or it's new nations and new regions, the point is that the way it opens, it, this is a spiritual kingdom, is through prayer. 
Yes. That's the, the, the weapon of our warfare. I love this. Ephesians 3 verse 10 says, yes. through the church, that's the gathered people, that's us, um, the manifold wisdom of God might be made known to rulers and authorities in heavenly places. In heavenly places. God's purpose is to use us as the church to, to make his rule and authority yes. known. Um, the kingdom of God, the, the Bible says this, the kingdom of God is uh, forcefully advanced and the forceful or the, the violent, it says, um, lay hold of it or press into it. Often we have this concept of that being a physical like fight. But the Bible says our, our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against um, principalities and powers in heavenly places. The yeah. fight is not a physical fight. The fight is a spiritual fight. There, we, we, we need to have a revelation of a forcefulness in prayer, of a forcefulness it, it, t- together, like this like holy dissatisfaction at the state of the spiritual kingdom. Yes. At the state of the, the, the spirituality of people around us and that we don't want people uh, stuck in darkness. We want them to come into the kingdom of light. We want them to know Jesus. So there's a forcefulness in our prayer to say we're going to take ground, we're going to do battle in prayer. Like a warrior, I mean, the Bible uses all these pictures of, of warriors and put on the armor of God and the, you know, sword. Like a, like a woy, warrior. That's... Warrior. And then, and then all the Aussies say. Warrior. You got, like, got, yeah. The, is, the states, the UK. Accent morning this morning. Yeah. <laughs> like a person who does battle. Yeah. A soldier. A soldier. Yeah. You guys ever play that game Taboo where you have to like. Get the people to guess the word without ever saying all the words underneath. <laughs> it's a bit like that, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. Um, kingdom of God is forcefully advanced, and this is our um, this is our battle. So um, th- th- this idea of being the ecclesia, or, and in that place being a house of prayer, a people of prayer who advance the kingdom, is what Jesus is referring to when he said, "My house will be called a house of prayer for all nations." Um, mm. There's something about, and, and Louise mentioned this, we'll unpack a little bit more about identity and understanding that. But um, as we were preparing and we were praying about this, you had a prophetic um, picture mm-hmm. from, a, from a sort of current time event. And it's not yes. really a comment on the, on the event so much, but the prophetic picture that you saw. Do you want to share that? Yeah. I think it's really helpful. So, I just, so don't take this politically. This is not a political statement at all. But sometimes God will show us things this is what a prophetic is. He wants us to see something spiritual mm. behind something we see in the natural. Okay, so put on your spiritual eyes and senses. And so he showed me, he said, he was yeah. talking about President Zelensky of Ukraine. All right? Yep. So most of us will know um, the Russians have invaded Ukraine. And before the, before the war, President um, Zelensky was um, an actor. In fact, before he was a president, he was an actor. All right, obviously then he took up, uh, um, you know, go through process, he becomes president. But there has been a huge shift in his um, understanding of his own identity as he faced an invading army. When he woke up to the war, he has now become a military strategist. Okay, God is speaking to us, and this is the season for us right now, and I say it over us as a people, that we are waking up to the spiritual war, and we are no longer 
actors or role-playing spirituality, we right now are waking up to be military, positioned, soldiers or warriors in the army of God and we will win the war. So this is what God is talking to us about our identity and our identity. Um, to, uh, he's, he is saying to us, we are in a season, not just in this building, but the church as a whole. At the church as a whole, we are awakening to the war. We are awakening to who we are. And I, 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 I feel like for, for some of us, even in this morning in the worship, what was happening is we were speaking about, I am no longer under shame I want to hit that right now. I want to say to you, God, in, when, as soon as you receive Jesus Christ as Lord, you are a new creation. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. in this room, are a new creation. You are a new form of creation that didn't exist before. Because what has happened to you is your spirit has been joined to the spirit of God forever. It will not be reversed. And so you are a uniquely made creation. You have God-given um, a nature, a spirit now that will straddle just like Jesus, just exactly as he is because we're becoming like Jesus. We straddle both realms, heaven and earth. Jesus was God, fully God. He was fully man. God is making us to walk in the same way. We will never be God, but we are spiritually awakened and we walk by the spirit of God to straddle both heaven realms and earth realms at the same time time. This is who we are. So if you feel because life has told you you are rubbish, you've been told you will never amount to much, you have been told you don't have a voice, you've been made to feel ashamed in the way that you learn or you think, I'm telling you today that is a lie from the pit of hell and I, I bind it now in the name of Jesus and I release the people of God into the fullness of their identity that you are, you are sons and daughters of God and it says all of creation, all of creation is groaning for the sons of God, sons and daughters of God to be revealed and stand up and take their place. We are heavenly, earthly rulers. Stand up, people of God. Stand in position. Very good. Very good. A few people at the front think that's good. <laughs> I guess I mean, I'm, I'm being facetious, but actually, to be honest, there is times to come into agreement with the word that's spoken. And you know, it's, whether it's in our worship or it's in a word to say, yes, actually, I want that. I want to be part of that. And that might look like clapping your hands. It might look like saying yes and surrendering to God right now. It might look like getting on your knees. It might look like responding. Um, you know, I, I think one of the things, this isn't to do with this preach so much, but just even a culture for us as a church that we want to pursue is a culture of radical response. Yes. That whenever God reveals something to us, we go, I want, I want that. And I'm going to respond. I'm going to do what it takes. I might not know how to get from here to there, but I'm going to say yes anyways. And you know, there's something of response. There's something of getting out of our comfort zone, getting out of our row, getting out of our spot, getting, you know, stop being a spectator mm. and actually saying, I'm going to participate. Mm. I, I, want, I want this. You know, if you're saying that the Bible says I have authority and I'm called to be a prayer and to stand in the place of prayer and legislate spiritually 
to loose or to bind, then I might not totally understand how that looks like, because we're not even talking about how we do that. We're just talking about something that we can step into. Then our response is either, yes, I want that. You know, I want to step into it. There is a response required, mm. or it's passivity. Mm. It's like, yeah, hey, cool. That sounds good. Yeah. Whatever. And then we just go on a long weekend. I think um, it would be really good to respond now. I love the nowness of God. I'm a now person. I love Holy yeah. Spirit. And I, 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 um, I want you to stand up. Stand up. Let's move. Posture. Let's do it. Okay. In Holy Spirit, he says this, you are greater in me than you have ever known. There, there is imparted, imputed greatness in my people, God says, because I have made you in my image. And in Christ, I have, re- I have restored the image of me that you lost through sin. Right? Do you get that? That actually there is a greatness in us because of, only because of Holy Spirit birthed in us. There is restored image of God in us because he lives and resides within us. God, we're going to respond, okay? Father, even right now we say yes. Say yes. Yes, Lord. I am who you say I am. Say, I want you to pray. I have greatness living in me. Not because of who I am, but because the spirit of the living God lives in me. I am made in his likeness and image to rule and reign in this life and in the life to come. I have a huge destiny. And in the Holy Spirit, I will accomplish it. Amen. That's amazing. We have so many notes and we haven't, like, we've gone on a Holy Spirit tangent, which is great. Because you know what? It doesn't actually matter what we've written down. We want to grab the heart of God. I want to say this. God's calling us to take up our position. Yes. And to be rulers who pray. Mm. Think about that for a second. I think many of us, um, when we see something happening or when we hear God um, say something, our first response is to try and do something. And we need to do something. There, there is a, do, uh, a doing. But often in the Lord, he wants us to pray something first. Mm. Think about that for a second. Then from that place, he's released to do something, and we actually get his heart for what he wants us to do. Yeah. Between the place of hearing and rushing out to do, there's a place of praying. Mm. I think we should be found, to be honest, I think we should be found in that place all the time. It's like as we're praying, we're hearing, and we're praying, and there's this exchange happening, and then he shows us what to do. And he's released actually to battle on our behalf. I think we have to, we have to get this because I think we miss it often. It's like we see a problem. We try all of the things that we can think of to try and fix the problem. And God's saying, would you please just stop and pray? Please pray. I've actually given you authority 
to pray. And in the place of prayer, spiritual strategy comes. In the place of prayer, doors open that weren't open before. In the place of prayer, we actually step into the reality of being a prophetic people who hear the heart of God. And he says, actually, can you begin to declare this into the situation? Can you declare my heart and who I am over the situation? Because I'm going to shift some things that you can't actually change in the natural. You actually have no power to change those things in the natural. But as you partner with me in prayer, there's a spiritual shift that's going to take place that's going to open some doors in the natural as well. I think that's specifically for somebody, but it's for all of us this morning as well. We're talking about being a house, a house filled. My house, another word for the house, actually the same word is often translated a temple. It's a dwelling place. God dwells in us if we are Christians. The Holy, we are individually, we are each an individual living stone because we are filled with Holy Spirit, but we can be ongoingly filled with more power. So we receive Holy Spirit, he changes our nature. But God wants us to be filled with the Holy Spirit of God and his power all the time and be connected to him. Um, And so we, you know, we we need to um, be not working out of performance, but working out of our identity. We're not trying to get somewhere. We need to know who we are. And I feel like what God's saying as well is we are a people, we are a community. All these words, whether it's Mm. priesthood, kingdom, army, house, um, you know, it says holy nation. God calls us all these things, uh, all collectives. And the biggest shift I find if we've come from Western culture is it's all me, myself and I. It's my house, my job, my family. It's not community. My church. My church. Yeah, I come for what I can get. I can't, I, being the word, I come to church. Whereas God is, God is doing in us a beautiful invitation. He's calling us higher to be seated in heavenly places with him. But what he's doing is he's, pulling up, he's calling up a people. He's calling up a people. And he always, his, God's intention has always been for his people to be to be filled with his glory one person cannot be filled with all the glory of God in fact one building one church cannot be either in fact how can the God of the whole universe we can't contain him even in the whole church over all the ages we cannot contain him because he's bigger than that but he wants us to get that we are a people and so he wants us to know yes my personal response counts but I bring my personal response into the collective because only when we all all when we all when we all will the glory fall God will anoint a people. God will fall on a people. It is a people that transforms nations. That's why it's my house, collective, is a house for all nations. It it has to be all because it's a big calling. And today, and we we respond individually. That's why we keep talking about response. We, I, I get to choose. Mm. For sure, it's a choice. No one makes me. Mm -hmm. But I want to say your choice, my choice is not insignificant. It may be one choice, but if we all say yes, we are an unstoppable force 
just like in Ezekiel 37 that we had last week. If we all respond to the word of the Lord, get filled by the Spirit of God, go check it out. It's the story of the dry bones, if you didn't hear it. It basically says, as the people hear the word of the Lord, they get filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm. It says, all the bones come together. Then then God, God does it, and he puts flesh on it all, but they stand up as an army. God is calling us to stand up, to, to be joined together and stand up as a formidable force so that we together advance his kingdom for his name's sake. There's a, uh, God keeps speaking to us as a church about a greater weight of glory, um, about going you know, deeper in worship or walking in greater authority um, or seeing more of his presence. And that happens, as you're saying, when we when we step into it together, it's not a that there is a weight of glory upon an individual that you can walk in, but there's a greater weight of glory upon a surrendered people, upon a house. There's a greater weight of glory when churches together in a city begin to call out for the city to be changed. There's a, there's greater. Uh, and, and that's the point that we're going to finish with this. Mm. We're going to get to this morning is that there's a greater weight of glory. I mean, why do we worship and minister to Jesus together? Why do we call out together? I mean, you could just worship at home. We could come and we could sit and hear, hear a preach because we want to step into a greater weight of glory. We want to step into this place of greater authority where as we pray, we see uh, spiritual atmospheres shift, shifted over situations, but even over cities and over nations and over regions mm. as they're opened for the gospel. And we, uh, we talked last week about uh, being an apostolic people and God sending. The, the, the sending starts in the place of praying. Uh, I, I think we're going to send and we're going to see people go into new regions and into nations, but it's not just see ya, bye. It's no, we, we pray that God would open the door, that God would make a way, that God would, you know, that God would uh, set up the right contacts for impact because it's all about the kingdom. And so there's this thing of we are a house of prayer, but, but the, 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 the focus being on house, on people, on ecclesia, and on being spiritual legislators. And we've said yes already this morning. I hope as we stood and we said yes. But I, I think our response together is to ask the Holy Spirit to fill us again. Because we can't be the people God's called us to be in our own strength in this. Because actually, if you look around, we're all very different. We're different people with different giftings, different backgrounds. But in his presence, there's a unity that comes. As he fills us again... Those differences become secondary, and who he is becomes primary. Mm. We unite around him. We unite around being full of his presence. And in that place, we are a house of prayer. We are a people of authority. We're an apostolic people. We're a prophetic people. We're a people who minister to the heart of Jesus and actually host his presence, the weight of his glory as we get together. I just want to invite us, um, when we gather, when there's opportunity to gather, if you're able to come, come. Because we, we haven't done any of the how, but as we gather, 
you'll learn how. As we listen to other people around us, because it's a big call, isn't it? Like, how do I pray for nations? I don't know. If you've never done it before, you might say, I don't know. But the reason we do it together as well is we will learn together, we will grow together, but together we'll move forward. So I just want to encourage when there's opportunities to gather, whether it's, you know, somebody in a coffee shop or it's at a prayer meeting or it's here or it's a discipleship group or wherever it is, assemble, be the ecclesia because you are the ecclesia of God. We're going to ask for more of the Holy Spirit. I want to ask, can we respond? But um, can we all respond together? So ask Louise if she would just pray that be a fresh outpouring and infilling of the Spirit. Lord, you are holy. And we reverence you today. No one else, Father, Jesus, Holy Spirit, deserves the honor and the glory that you do. Today from heaven, Father, see us, your people, who are called by your name. See us, Lord. We are bowed before you in reverence because we are surrendering ourselves to your purpose. Jesus, for the glory of your name. And so we ask, Lord, that you would send your spirit and fill us today. That we would be able to accomplish in your power, your greatness, this awesome mission of kingdom that you have placed into your hands. For Holy Spirit, without you, we can do nothing. We will achieve nothing. And all of our works would be burned up. Lord, we're asking, you say, ask of me, and I will give you the nations as your inheritance. Today, Father, we ask, God, would you give us nations? Would you teach us how to steward your will in prayer? Would you show us what's on your heart and empower us to bring your kingdom on earth as it is in heaven? In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We hope you've enjoyed this week's message. If you have any questions or would like more information, please contact us at melbournelightschurch.com.au.